Welcome to this week's episode of Deep Geeks with me, Avery, and my good friend here, Mark. Hello! Uh, uh, this is... Uh, <laughs> it's a show where two friends uh, search back through the archives of Deke Entertainment, uh, looking for the wheat above the chaff. Yeah, that's the one. Thanks. This week, we're uh, being a little bit more topical here. Mm-hmm. Of course, if you've uh, been... Having a little look-see through the video game news, you will know that uh, the Sonic the Hedgehog movie is going to be a thing and is coming out fairly soon. We've been seeing little sneak peeks and it looks kind of terrifying. Yeah. Just a little bit. Not great. Ooh, okay. Um, so, in response to that, we decided to uh, do what we thought was the best move and take a look at some Mario cartoons. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe by this time... It'll have been shown off at GDC or PAX or something, and it will be a fantastic-looking film. Uh, no. <laughs> no. No, no, Oh, God. Meanwhile, Detective Pikachu looks great. Oh, yeah. 100%. Really excited for Detective Pikachu. But Mario. Mario. <laughs> okay. Actually, you know what? It does actually make a, a good connection outside of the joke because um, of the 1991 Super Mario Brothers movie, which... Took 1993. I thought it was 1991. No, one oh. of our shows is 1991. Oh, well, there we go then. Um, there's the connection. Okay, no, but um, anyway, so when we last left Mario, this would be immediately after the cancellation of the Super Mario Super Show, which Nintendo apparently hated. What happened though was that Deke somehow continued with the Mario rights along with picking up other Nintendo rights because. NBC wanted a video game themed cartoon block. Uh, so we ended up with, well, I say we, not ours. Um, we end up with a block that consists of uh, Captain N, the Game Master, and then Mario cartoons along similar lines to those uh, initially established in the Super Mario Super Show. Yeah, instead of um, just being this weird kind of random non-sequitur kind of set of cartoons related to Mario, uh, we've actually got ones which are directly based off the video games. Uh, so first off, we have uh, The Adventures of Super Mario Bros. 3. That's a clunky title. It is also just known as The Adventures of Super Mario Bros. in other regions, it, it turns out. Um, but yeah, <sighs> I... It's probably the most interesting one out of all of them, and it's certainly the highest rated on IMDb, uh, comparatively speaking. Uh, specifically, it's getting a uh, 7.3 rating on yeah. IMDb. Uh, this is the 6.3 of Super Show and the 6.9, nice, of Super Mario World. <laughs> I'm sorry, how long have you been waiting to do that nice? 
Uh, about uh, <sighs> half an hour and a half at this point. Oh, good lord. Okay. Um, anyway, so Super Mario Brothers 3, um, and also Super Mario World, which came after it. Um, yeah, these are very similar shows, so you're going to find a lot of overlap. Yeah, these are basically the same damn thing. It's like with the Hanna-Barbera shows, where they would do single uh, seasons of each show and then change it up slightly. And just continue churning out pretty much the same stuff. Yeah. Uh, the main differences between Super Mario Bros. 3 and Super Mario World here being that Toad is replaced with Yoshi in Mario World. And also we have an introduction of caveman characters in uh, World because dinosaurs equals prehistoric era? Yoshi's a dinosaur? Hi. Yeah. I'm... Yeah, I guess. That's one way to go with it. I guess, yeah. Um, so, generally speaking, there isn't really much we can remark about these. These are pretty much the same kind of things as the cartoon sections from Super Show. Um, except the voice cast has changed, obviously. And also we've got the Cooper Kids in, involved here as well. Uh, the Koopalings, rather. Well, they, they were the Koopa Kids at the time. Well, yes. I mean, the Japanese uh, manual describes them as Koopa's children. Um, so, yeah, that's, like pretty much the main core of criticism that we had on Super Show, uh, at least for the cartoon section, apply mostly here. Um, there are a few notable episodes in both shows. Um, and in the case of Mario World, it's mainly two episodes that kind of became memes more than anything else. Yeah. Um, because that show only had 13 episodes. Go figure. Um, but we'll start with Mario Brothers 3 here. I've got a couple of pages. couple of pages of um, notes that we can just run through. Okay, um, this is the one with the highest budget. Yeah. And um, it's the highest rated one at 7.3 on IMDb. It's actually not too bad. It is... The most watchable Mario cartoon. Yes. I would honestly hesitate to say that any of them are truly watchable, but at, like when pushed, Mario Brothers 3 is pretty much the best one out it, of the lot. Yeah, it's still full of cheap animation and... Oh, very cheap animation. Both of these cartoons have the problem of you don't even need to go for a frame-by-frame -frame analysis to spot animation errors. They are so easy to find because of how glaringly cheap this was made. I mean, aside from that, I would say that this is probably the most liked because it has some of the best characterization. Um, in some cases, yeah. Uh, definitely for the case of Princess Toadstool. Yeah, I mean, um, at this point... <laughs> to be honest, this is a version of Princess Peach that I like more than the official canon Nintendo one. Yes, totally, because she's just doesn't take any shit. Uh, she is essentially portrayed as a coming-of-age teenage... Uh, she's very capable. Uh, yes. She's she's not just kind of this thing to be protected. She actually gets into action. I mean, there's a, uh, there is an episode, apparently, in which uh, she busts into um, into where Bowser is carrying a harpoon gun and, uh, and threatens him with it. It's... Um, she is a figure of action and uh, prone to risk-taking. And a fan of Millie Vanilli. And a fan of Millie Vanilli, but uh, that's... <laughs> that's uh, for a bit of a light of it. Uh, is, uh, we'll get onto that bit. Is bit that later. this season or the next that's, one? That's, that's, this that's Mario Brothers 3. Yes, yes, because the animation style changes yes. heavily. I don't 
I, having said that, I think Luigi is better served by the other one. Sort of? I mean, he's kind of the same in both. Have they established he's a coward here? I'm not too sure if that's happened in Mario Brothers 3, because I mean, we didn't really watch too much of Mario Brothers 3, so we can't really be sure. Um, but I do know that he is voiced by the exact same person well, in that's both true. cartoons, so it's very possible. Yeah, it does seem likely. Um, it's interesting that the whole cowardly Luigi thing seems to come from the cartoons. Yes, uh, this is like obviously before any 3D Mario happened, so before any proper kind of characterization of them happened. Um, I mean, the, the thing that really cements before it... Mario Luigi, uh, Luigi's Mansion. Yeah, Luigi's yeah. Mansion is the game that really cements it. But it's pretty close to the current characterization of Luigi. Yeah. Unlike the characterization of Mario and Mario is just an arsehole in this one, yeah. <laughs> they really go full hog on the um, Brooklyn stereotype. Yeah, yeah. I... I I still don't understand why the fuck is he from Brooklyn? Because... Italian-American, yes. I guess? It's because he's an Italian plumber. It's... You see, the problem... The problem with these Mario series is that they are trying to turn the law, sorry, quote unquote, law of Mario into something that actually makes some sort of sense, which. The problem is it doesn't fit into anywhere within the, the game's canon at all. Well, it's. The thing is, the game's Dada. Yeah. The whole thing it's is. It's a non sequitur. Everything about it. I mean, he's only a plumber because he goes through pipes. Yeah. He's only Italian-American because Miyamoto's landlord was an Italian-American guy called Mario. And then trying to apply, trying to take these little notes that they've managed to glean together from the manuals and turn them into some sort of semi-functional characterization world, it doesn't work. Yeah. But, I mean, it's interesting, considering how much more fleshed out Mario is now, to look back at kind of this 90s American interpretation of what the hell is this Mario thing, oh god, what do we do? I will say that Mario, despite leaning into the full Brooklyn asshole kind of stereotype, is much better served by not being voiced by Lou Albano. Yeah, yeah. I have to admit. As much as I appreciate Lou Albano's work in the Super Show, I feel like he was sort of floundering at every moment. It, it wasn't his scene. Yeah. It really wasn't his scene. Oh, uh, I also have to say, it's quite interesting how the show went from in the first show that they did, the cartoons for Super Show to this, they've kind of gone from this idea of Bowser being an actual legitimate threat to him being a comedy villain. Yeah. I mean, well, the thing is with Mario Brothers 3 is that it's explicitly set after the events of the game when the Mushroom Kingdom is a bit more peaceful. Yeah. So, in this case, King Koopa is more than anything else just a big nuisance. Yes. That Mario and Luigi have to occasionally sort out and Which is stop that. quite a lot like the games portray him these days. Yeah. I mean, in many ways, this is kind of a forerunner to the more relaxed this is just this guy who sweeps in and is kind of this annoyance. Yeah, this weirdly low-stakes kidnapping. This 
this the annoyance way, that um, <laughs> is an excuse for more platforming. Can I just mention that I really love the fact that the like the way that um, Princess Peach is kidnapped in the Wii game is by just throwing a gigantic birthday cake onto her. <laughs> it's such a, like a weird and creative way of kidnapping someone. <laughs> Just smushing them into a cake. Fuck it. There you go. Um, but yeah, let's get onto some of these notes um, that I've made, and then we can move on to Super Mario Worlds. Um, so only the voice of Toad and King Cooper reprise their roles from uh, Super Show, who is uh, John Stocker and Harvey Atkin. Uh, everyone else in the show was replaced. Right. Um, the let's see voice cast wise there's a couple of interesting folk uh the voice of roy cooper who is called bully in this show oh was, god yes they renamed um, all yeah, of the cooper they re- kids they renamed all of the cooper kids um it is mainly because nintendo of america haven't like didn't give them official names yet so the creators have to be a bit more uh, they had to be a bit creative with with making their names up oh because they were working for pre-release stuff yes they no one had written the manual yet yeah that's fair. That's entirely fair. Um, but yeah, Dan Hennessy voices uh, Roy Cooper, also known as Bolly Cooper. Uh, apart from being one of Deke's go-to people for voice work, he has most notably been Chief Quimby from Gadget and Braveheart Lion in both the Deke and Nelvana Care Bears cartoons and movies. Fair enough. Uh, Princess Turtle was voiced by Tracy Moore, perhaps most notable for being the initial voice of Serena, also known as Sailor Moon, for the first 13 episodes of The American <laughs> oh Dog. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> um, she also voiced White Queen and Phoenix in the X-Men animated show, and later on became the voice of Milo in the US version of Tweenies. Ha! <laughs> um, and then Tara Bloody Strong plays the equivalents of Lemmy and Iggy Cooper, aka Hip, Hip and Hop. And you may know Tara Strong from literally anything. Yeah. Pick a fucking cartoon and she's probably in it. Yeah, she's the go-to girl. She is the jobber to end all jobbers. I'm not meaning to call Tara Strong a girl. I'm meaning that she plays every cartoon girl. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every cartoon, sorry. Every cartoon girl who isn't played by Cree Summer. <laughs> yeah, Cree Summer and, and uh, Tara Strong are pretty much the go-to women for uh, voice acting in cartoons. Uh, much the same way that Frank Walker is the go-to guy for animal voices and Charlie Adler is the go-to guy for just a wide variety of <laughs> weird voices. Um, oh yeah, and also Millie Vanilli voiced themselves as well in the Millie Vanilli. For sake, well, you had to bring that up. Of okay, course. Can we go more into the Millie Vanilli thing? Because it's um, fascinating. In a moment. Okay, yes. okay. Let me, as long esta- as... let me establish some more stuff. But we are going to get to the Millie Vanilli episode. As long as that's on the agenda. It is a very important episode. It is the only interesting thing about the Mario cartoon. Okay, so... The main core difference between these two cartoons is the fact that in Mario 3, they can bugger off to real-world places without bothering to explain or otherwise excuse the serious implications that not just Mario and Luigi can start off back to Earth, but all the inhabitants of the Mushroom Kingdom can do so as well. I mean, I like the idea that Earth's just another kingdom. It's a fun idea, but the fact that these people can just go there to this land that doesn't have toads, doesn't have Cooper, doesn't have Koopalings, doesn't have any of the Mario enemies, and like <laughs> that's Cooper, a, a, a King Cooper, a villainous evil bastard, can just go over there and cause some havoc on Earth is worrying and it doesn't bother kind of interacting with the serious implications of that well no i mean there's an episode in which 
Cooper tries to conquer Earth, but that's about all there is. <laughs> about that. Uh, let me tell you about possibly the greatest thing Cooper has done when he invades Earth. There is an episode of Mario 3 called... Uh, uh, oh, God. Shit. Never mind. I can't remember. I didn't write down the episode name. But basically, in this episode, uh, Cootie Pie, also known as Wendy, uh, it's her 16th birthday. And she throws a tantrum because she, quote-unquote, wants America. King Cooper then decides to steal the entire White House and put it in the Mushroom Kingdom with the president, who is heavily implicated to be George Bush Sr., is still in there. Cooper then, for some reason, sends both the White House and the president to the bottom of the ocean, and Mario has to save them. Ha! Now, old George is only shown on screen in a silhouette form, but at least Barbara Brosh gets plenty of screen time instead. Okay, okay, so you're telling me that there is a official form of Nintendo media in which Mario saves George Bush Sr. and Barbara Bush. Yes. Ha. Huh. It is possibly the most greatest thing about this show. Second only to the Millie Vanilli episode. Oh, God, the Millie Vanilli episode. So, okay. <laughs> in this one, it's revealed that uh, Princess Toadstool is a big, big fan of Millie Vanilli. And they go off to Earth to go to one of their okay, concerts. Okay, okay. Millie Vanilli were sort of a flash-in-the-pan uh, duo of German pop, is it? Manufactured pop, yeah. It's manufactured pop. Uh, they were huge, utterly huge. They once described themselves as being bigger than the Beatles, although that may be apocryphal. Uh Either way... I don't think it's really apocryphal when the Beatles said themselves they were bigger than Jesus, so... I, 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 well, they also said they were bigger than Bob Dylan. Well, there you go. Uh, but they also deny they ever said that uh, and have put it down to possibly down to the, um, uh, difficulties in communication because they are very German and... <laughs> Their English is not great, which uh, comes to the Millie Vanilli episode in which they voice themselves. Yeah, it's really unclear as to if they are um, putting on like an exaggerated accent or something like I that. I think but it's just them. Yeah, I think it's, it's just, it them, just trying, them. them with their thick German accents trying to pronounce English. Yeah. As is written on a page. Yeah. With no uh, emotion whatsoever. But yeah, in a uh, surprising twist of honesty from the lads here... <laughs> Um, they actually voice themselves. Oh boy. Now, yeah. um, with regards to that, uh, this episode kind of broadcasted uh, a bit, just a bit after um, they had been um, accused of lip syncing. Yeah. It? Well, you said the year before they had paid off someone claiming to be the actual vo- one of the actual three vocalists for the al- album. But this wasn't coming to a head until, coincidentally, this point in time. Yeah. Two weeks after this episode broadcast, everything fucking kicked off. Yeah. And basically, Millie Vanilli came to an end. This was the point of... Two weeks after this, uh, uh, Millie Vanilli actually admitted it, and that was immediately the end of their career. And as a result of that um, effect... The most common version of this episode that you'll find replaces Millie Vanilli's music, which was actually in the episode, surprisingly, uh, with just an, a generic in-house tune. To be fair, that may also be because of the rights issues. 
That too. Uh, because there are other cover versions of licensed tracks in this series for some reason I, we can't I discern. I really still don't know why that is. And they got removed from DVD releases as well. Some of the DVD releases as well. It's as ever it's with licensing. But the Millie Vanilli thing is just weird. Yeah. Um, and also the final episode that I want to mention. The... Oh, boy. This one is really strange, shall we say. Um, it is an episode that attempts to deal with the topic of racism. Yeah. Without actually dealing with what actual racism is. Yeah, it kind of just falls at the first hurdle, basically. Um, so, Cooper wants to conquer all the lands, as per usual. Um, but he's having trouble with the mushroom folk because they are too united to be beaten. His solution is to, therefore, spray paint over everyone, covering half in blue and half in red, before instigating the two groups to fight each other, Myra and Luigi included. Now, if you've noticed something missing from a racism allegory, that would be the oppression of one over the other. Yeah. This is just a, why can't we just get along, black, white, we're all right, statement. As opposed to, you know, this is the systemic thing that racism is. Yeah. Um, the resolution involves Mario just shouting that the princess who's through a pipe is in trouble, which gets everyone immediately to rush to help. So, and so racism is solved. By monarchy. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, that's not the greatest episode of them all. That, 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 that also it is work. a notable one because it is... Bizarre, to say the least. Um, but yeah, to uh, end this discussion of Mario 3 off, here's an IMDb review from 2004 from the user Survivor147. You will never see another good cartoon show based on a video game. Why? It's because these 3D video games suck, and cartoons are non-existent because they are sadly being replaced by anime. Yuck. I only watched the Super Mario 3 parts, I actually have a ton of episodes on tape. I have an episode where Princess gathers the gang to go to the real world to attend a Millie Vanilli concert. It was a fun episode right at the height of the Millie Vanilli career. Oh, how I miss shows like this. Why, why, why won't NBC bring back Saturday morning cartoons? They used to have the best ones, and now they think they're too good for it. I mean, they may have a point with that. Uh, yeah, possibly. But everything else... <laughs> no. Well, they may have had a point with anime at the time. It was 2004. I mean, All yeah, the American okay. cartoons were starting to look like anime. The anime, the, the English dubs of anime were really rough for a very long time. Um, although, Fully Cooly came out in 2006, and that was a really good English dub. So, you know, swings and roundabouts. Um, but, yeah, there is that. Thanks, Survivor147. Uh, you can read that review for yourself on the IMDb page for The Adventures of Super Mario Bros. 3. <laughs> so, after that ended, um, it got followed up with The New Adventures of Super Mario World, or, as it's known as the title screen, just Super Mario World. Now, let us face it, this is the same show in different clothing. Yes, very much so. However... It was animated by a different studio and had a different uh, co-production partner. 
It was animated by the same studio. Was it? Yes. In that case, it was just a different co-production partner, which meant character designs changed. Mm-hmm. And they look weird. Everyone has massive heads. Yeah, Luigi's head is really, really long. So this is the season where everyone is a bobblehead. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's inexplicably set in the past, as we said, uh, because Yoshi's a dinosaur? Well, um, I'm not sure, it, uh, I'm not sure well, it's that it's set in the past. It's just there is a caveman land. Yeah. And a, un, do you focus on said caveman land? And as a result of the caveman land, the theme tune is weird, kind of George of the Jungle-esque. Um, with a inexplicable Jamaican accent singer. Yeah, it's kind of reggae-ish. It's not reggae-ish. It's just got a Jamaican singer. Or Jama- do someone doing a Jamaican accent singing. It's nowhere near reggae. Okay. And it was fucking produced by bloody Mark Mothersbaugh of Devo oh, fame. Goodness for all sake. people. Mark, stop it! <laughs> it's just... I mean, I've had a look through the other stuff he's done. And of course, the one that most people will uh, remember and also uh, think is notable is the fact that he did uh, pretty much all the music for Rugrats. Yeah. He's Actually, the dude who did the Rugrats. I take it back. Mount Mother's Ball will never stop. Uh, no, he is an unstoppable ball machine. Um, he also did the music to the kind of panned 2000s Rocky and Bullwinkle movie. <laughs> Just thought I'd throw that out there. Hey, um, Roger Ebert loved it. <laughs> um, he didn't think it was a good movie, but he loved it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so unlike the previous cartoons, this one only lasted a mere 13 episodes and has a 6.9 rating on IMDb. Yeah. And it's got pretty much the same voice cast as Mario 3. The only difference here is that Toad has been replaced with Yoshi and we have the cavemen as well. So of the 13, there are pretty much two notable episodes, and it's mainly because they became memes and were popular picks for uh, making YouTube poops back in the mid to late 2000s. Why does YouTube poops keep coming up with this? Um, Because a lot of Deke's content was cheaply made and is ripe for picking out and going, ha ha, look at this awful thing. There's also a lot of great little out of context quotes in it, and a lot of things where you can remix the sentences to make them say um, bad or lewd things for jokes. Joy, okay. Um, see also the fact that YouTube poop was a gigantic deadist movement on the internet. Well, that's true. So they kind of picked anything and everything. And also it was, at this point, it was ripe for their um, nostalgia. Oh yeah, it was It was pretty much within the um, kind of formative years of YouTube poop. These cartoons were the one they they were the sources to go to along with the uh, hotel mario intros it's and what cutscenes. folks remembered yeah um so yeah two episodes i'm mostly um, remembered for we have mama luigi in which uh, luigi tells yoshi the story of how he found and saved yoshi and consequently how yoshi helped the brother save the princess still confused about that premise yeah it's um apparently it's actually a pretty um good kind of mixed down adaptation of the story of the video game fair enough kind of um save for the ending boss fight with bowser um that one is mainly noted for several phrases 
But more than anything else, it is Luigi saying, that's Mario Luigi to you, Mario. Um, and also, for some reason, the line, or is it the bagel? Which I think is only noted because of someone making a remix online, which um, talk... Oh, God. What is that song that goes... Um, Yakety Sax. No, that's not Yakety Sax. That's Yakety Sax. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. You just sang Yakety Sax. Oh, yeah, it is. Well, it's a version of Yakety Sax that isn't played on a saxophone, which is interesting. And someone synced up the words bagel to it from that line. And it's became the bagel song. Okay. Mid-2000s humour. Are you going to drop a clip of that in for context? No. no. Fair. People can look this up if they want to. More um, fair. There's another couple of um, well-known quotes from the Mama Luigi episode as well. Uh, it mainly kind of stems from the uh, performance of the voice actor for Luigi, who does a lot of interesting voice reads uh, on these lines. Uh, we don't mean this as in interesting we mean it's interesting he's actually kind of he's he's, he's actually, yeah he's he does actually, good work with material he's got yeah uh and then also the yoshi shuffle which um is a episode in which it's the american football episode yeah it's the american football episode where mario attempts to teach the cavemen characters how to play fo- american football and then at some point, it diverges into Mario and Yoshi playing football against the Koopalings for some reason, and they win, even though they explicitly cheat. Well, the Koopalings are also cheating, so it's not that much of an ideal. I, mm, I don't think they do, though. That's the thing. I don't think they cheat in, in the game. It's just Mario and Yoshi who go out of bounds to make a touchdown. Having said that, how does anyone know the uh, the rules for football? Uh, Mario and Luigi come from Brooklyn. Right, but how do the Koopalings know the rules for football? This is a good point. <laughs> um, but it's mainly known from a couple of lines in the start, uh, wherein Luigi says, Hey Mario, look what I made, and shows a stone football, and Mario goes, It's a stone, Luigi, you didn't make it! And Luigi shakes his head and goes, It's a football, I chiseled it! And then he twats Mario in the face with it. Hey, Ma- Mario asks him well, to throw yeah. it. Mario asks him to pass it over. It's like, oh, come on then. And then... It's even regulation size. Yeah. And then... Thwack. Yeah. Just but not regulation it. weight. Yeah. To be it's honest, a, that's a good gag. It is a good joke. And it is genuinely funny just watching Mario get fucking owned by this gigantic stove football. Um, but yeah, that's kind of the majority of uh, interesting notes from Super Mario World. It's not as good as Mario 3, and it doesn't didn't really last very long. And has inexplicable cavemen. Yeah. Um. So. I mean, what do you reckon to these? Because I, I mean, I personally, I prefer 3 over World. I think I agree with that. I think I, I think I'm pretty much... Um, I'm in line with the consensus on IMDb that Mario 3 is the better cartoon of the three of them. World is the second best, and Super Show is the, is the third best, I think. And then, like uh, The Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog, I think this thing is best when it's focusing on the villains. Hmm. Uh, well... Or maybe that's just my bias towards the Koopalings. It could be, because the Koopalings are pretty good characters. They are... 
I mean, it's, it's unfortunate that they don't use them as often as they should and they give them the most abrasive voices possible. Yeah. Because the Koopalings are fun when they're allowed to be ridiculous and... There is not enough Ludwig going on in these cartoons. There really isn't, is there? Ludwig is the best Koopaling. <laughs> you know, um... apparently the Koopalings never appear together, all of them, in any episode. Uh, yes, they do. Uh... Of the second series, sorry. Uh, the, of uh, World. Oh, right, yeah. Okay, sure. I think they might appear once or twice in the first one, but it's a budget thing. They do that in Mario 3, yeah. Because there is a screenshot of it in um, the Super Mario Wiki. Yeah. But, yeah, these are surprisingly okay. But not much yeah. past that. They are just... Yeah, they're alright. They're pretty harmless... Three is vaguely watchable, world less so. It's they're both improvements on the Super Show. The voice acting is pretty good. Yeah, I definitely like I mean, as the much voice as acting I, more. As much as I don't like abrasive voices for characters, <laughs> it gave birth to the Toad voice we know and love. Oh God, Toad! Well, I mean, we'd already got the Toad voice, but no, we hadn't. Well, I mean, the we Toad had, but... voice as done by another. Yeah, actually, wasn't Toad the same actor? Oh yeah, it was. Toad yeah. was one of the two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's Toad good, and Bowser, right? and the Bowser voice is great. Yeah, it's a lovely Bowser voice. I I think he's brilliant as Bowser. Much the same way that Long John Baldry is the the right Eggman voice for me. It's the yeah. right Bowser voice is the dude who plays Bowser here. They 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 they're vaguely functional. Yeah. So how how exactly do we list something that is reasonably functional on? Uh, here i think obviously the most comparable thing would probably be captain n yeah i mean i'm just having a glance at the um ranking list now uh for comparison's sake um the super show has ended up at number 29 on the list yeah that's surprisingly higher than i thought but you know what yeah in we, we watched stuff. a lot of things that were worse um captain n is two places higher at number 26 right okay so we know it's Oh no, sorry, that's three places higher. I can't numbers. Fair enough. Um, if you ask me... Okay. I'm going to say that Mario 3 slots perfectly above Captain N and Super Mario World play- slots perfectly below Captain N. What's currently directly above Captain N? Where in the world is Captain San Diego and below that is Pocket Dragon Adventures. Agreed. That's really neat. Yeah. That is just kind of perfectly slotted in right there. I mean, it does help that they were made at the same time, so it's Deke. It's probably... In fact, they shared the same producer. Yeah. So, ultimately, it's essentially the same product. It is at least consistent. Yeah. Well, there we go. That's it. That was the easiest ranking we've ever done. Uh, (laughs) Super Mario 3 is at number 26 and Super Mario World at number 28 I should just probably mention uh, after it was cancelled NBC stopped doing cartoons well there we go that's that's the end of it Um, it was cancelled early because uh, NBC decided to go with a teen block instead Hmm. which they probably should have seen coming two years earlier when the cartoons were just not getting any advertising in favour of Saved by the Bell yeah um, but yeah, that will do it for this episode. We've got a decent chunk in there. It's a, maybe shorter than normal episode, I don't know. We'll I think we were essentially talking about one cartoon. Yeah, basically. Um, 
So, oh, right, yes, brief bit of uh, admin work beforehand, we get to the uh, credits here. Um, the next episode of Deek Geeks will be coming a bit later than usual. It won't be coming out at the normal time in two weeks, um, because we will be attending EGX Rest, and that will leave us very little time to both record and edit a podcast um, in order to fit in with that kind of schedule. Yeah, and, I need to obsess over uh, indie games for a week. Yeah, and also we're going to be weeks. fucking knackered after it as well. So we're going to be taking a little bit of a break, uh, just a short one, and then we'll be back on your uh, players very soon. Um, I've already stated this on the Twitter account, if you have been following that. Uh, that is at MostlyCurvolds. Uh, you can also email us, check out this segue, at mostlycobots at gmail.com. By the way, shout engine, you fuckers, please respond to my email. I want to get off your godforsaken surface. I'm telling you, they're a zombie company. Um, if you want to get in touch with us on Mastodon, Mark has a uh, Mastodon account, you can get in touch. Vordus, V-O-R-D-U-S, at mastodon.social. And you can check out our other episodes and the ranking list in full when I decide to update it at mostlycobots.com. So yes, uh, we will see you in a few weeks rather than two weeks this time. Yes, yes. Um, probably either the week after or just in another fortnight after, like in, in four weeks, probably, um, since that seems sensible, I think, where we're giving the next episode a miss and then we'll be back again. Um, don't don't uh, interpret that as we're missing an episode that's just striking two cartoons off of our list without actually watching them. As much as I would really damn, like I, to do that. Damn, that that's a good scam. Oh, we, that's yeah, a really good scam. What a waste of getting rid of Maxi's World. Yeah. But at the same time, you did pay for that DVD. Maxi's World. Yeah, we have to watch Maxi's World at some point. Good times are happening in Maxi's World. <laughs> but yeah. We're not here. Yeah. We will see you then. Thank you very much for listening, and thank you for your patience. Dear Lord, thank you for your patience. <laughs> Ta-ra. See you later. <laughs>